Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited. Today, I have my soul sister here with me, (laughs) Lynn Winters-Hicks, and she very much is in line with our whole message that exercise is for everyone, and she actually practices this a lot in her daily life. Lynn, I would love it if you would just start um, telling us your own fitness story and how you got started in the industry or how, how fitness has touched your life. Oh, well, thank you, Wendy. And thank you for having me on. Um, I actually have had a gym membership almost my whole life or did until I started doing this for a living Then I don't have to have the membership anymore. But um, so as a young person, I was active in cheerleading and that type of thing. As an adult with children, I still kept my gym membership and um, or would exercise at home on my own. Anytime my kids were out in the yard, I'd break out that hula hoop or I'd do gymnastics with my daughter. Or um, even when she took gymnastics, I actually um, told them I would be happy to volunteer so I didn't have to sit in the parent corral so I could actually be physically active. And um, even at the parks, and I encourage all my clients to do this kind of stuff too, I would you know, run around with my kids. I wouldn't just sit on the sidelines and watch them play. So when I was um, in my, uh, let's see, I have two older children. First of all, I'm 52 years old. I have two older children. One is 25 and one is 21. And then I had a surprise baby um, when I was 40. And um, so he's 12 now. And um, he was a year and a half old when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And in going through um, breast cancer, I was very happy that I was as healthy as I was to start with um, because it helped me to endure chemotherapy and radiation and the surgery and to um, recover a lot faster from all of that because it makes you quite ill. Um, And so Going forward, um, it was even more important to me. I remember coming home from the hospital saying, okay, that's it. We are no longer going to have bacon every weekend for breakfast with cinnamon rolls. (laughs) We're going to have less beef, less potatoes, less starch, no bread with dinner, more vegetables, more fish, more chicken, that kind of thing. And so um, they all just stared at me like I was speaking another language. Um, And so going forward... Now we're, um, after breast cancer, I actually went through a divorce after 23 years of marriage and I needed extra income. And I had always wanted to be a fitness instructor and do something in the um, health industry. I had already been caregiver to my mother-in-law for 18 years. So I was very involved in her health and well-being, um, taking care of my own children, of course. And, um, you know, always in a service position, working at the kids' school, um, that type of thing. So to me, it just made sense to move into the health and fitness industry. Um, so I went and got my certifications. And within a couple of weeks, I was teaching classes at the gym that I attended and where I had, um, you know, recovered from uh, my breast cancer just a year and a half prior. So, um, 
and now it's been 10 years and I'm still doing it. And I couldn't be happier with my decision. And I've helped so many people um, get through their own um, transitions in life and to become healthier and, and their way of living and to make it a lifestyle that I know that this is like where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I had no idea that you had gone through all of that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I know there's many people out there in the world are facing that sort of struggle, you know, when it comes to their health and exercise can actually really help with cancer, um, getting through the chemotherapy and using it as a way to get through it. But with that being said, I know you help all different kinds of people on a wide range can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, yes. Um, so I, because I was uh, a caregiver to my mother-in-law for those 18 years, um, and I grew up with my grandparents and so forth, um, I really enjoy working with um, senior citizens. Um, I've created a class for them. Um, it's called Forever Fit. Um, it's basically cross-training for their age group. However, it's honestly something that would benefit anybody in any age group at any fitness level because you can take it to whatever level you want in class. So for example, if we do 50 chair squats um, or you know something along those lines, you can do air squats, that type of thing. So the class basically though combines um, some chair yoga, standing yoga, um, standing Pilates, um, some weight lifting, um, uh, and some resistance training all in one class. And so we, we touch on everything. Um, we rotate every joint because when we rotate the joint, um, we lubricate the joint. So I want to keep everybody fluid. I want to keep them strong. So we work our quadriceps to make sure that we can get up and down off of the toilet and we don't have falls. And um, we talk about posture and alignment. Um, and in fact, I, I touch on all of these subjects, no matter what the age group, honestly. Um, I also work with children. I'm certified in kidding around yoga. And um, so I'm very excited. Um, during the pandemic, I had to stop working with the children and I'm starting back up um, the first week of November, working with the aftercare children at Highland Recreation Complex. So that's um, really a strong passion of mine because I love teaching children to be peaceful. If we can teach them to meditate and to be healthy when they're young, then they're definitely as they grow, it's going to be a part of their life. And they'll always remember that. And they'll always be able to come back to that. Oh, Miss Lynn taught me. And they use it when they're in school. They use it to help them concentrate. I give them techniques to help them focus um, and to be mindful and to be aware and to be forgiving of others and understanding and how to get along with each other. It's just all part of yoga. It's not just about the um, asanas and pranayama, which is poses and breath control. It's about so much more. It's about karma yoga and um, just being a good person. So, um, you know, that's definitely a passion of mine, too. And then I get everybody in between. So um, I try to relate on, you know, whatever level um, the client is on so that that way I can help them reach their goals. And um, 
it, it makes me so happy to see when I have somebody come in, maybe they're a senior citizen with poor posture and alignment, and I get them to actually stand up proper with their ears over their shoulders. I had a man the other day, he's brand new to my classes, um, very tentative about it. His wife has been working with me for a year and a half. And so I spent a couple training sessions with him and he's been coming to the classes and he said that I'm making him feel younger and that he has adjusted his rear view mirror to make sure that he is sitting up properly when he's driving his car. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. I know that you do many different types of yoga. You mentioned karma yoga. What is karma yoga? Um, selfless acts of kindness. Um, so um, basically, it's about putting that energy out in the world. Um, and whatever we put out always comes back to us. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're putting good things out in the world. Um, and that you're manifesting good things and that you're helping others, because isn't that really what it's all about? Um, you know, we're all connected. So it's very important that, you know, I mean, and that's everything. That's not even just yoga. I mean, that's in the Bible, even, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I mean, it's it's really about just doing what's right and good. And um, that will always come back to you. Um, I was recently, since I'm starting back up with um, the children's yoga, it's going to be happening at uh, like four o'clock on a Wednesday. Well, I already have a 6.30 p.m. class, and then I was going to have this big gap in between those two classes, so I needed a client in between there. And I thought, I need that client, I need that client. Well, just today, somebody called, and that's exactly the time that they wanted, and it fits just perfectly. So when you put good things out in the world, good things come back to you, and your needs will be met. So we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about take, 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 and get what's mine. It's not... Um, uh, a scarcity mentality. It's an, a mentality of abundance and it just makes it easier. And you're moving from a place of purpose. So, yeah. Lynn, I love that. I totally believe that as well. And that when you need it and put it out there and don't worry, it will come to you. So I'm, I'm glad that you see that and recognize it when it's happening to you and that you're sharing that because I think that Sometimes, you know, worry and anxiety is something that's very prevalent in our society, at least here in the United States. And just learning ways that you can cope with that and hearing other people share their stories about how they don't worry about things and things seem to go right when they don't. <laughs> um, I think that's important. I think I think that's important that you're sharing that. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's well, it's important for me, too, because I am only human and I do worry and I do have to remind myself and I I do deal with anxiety and and, um, you know, talk myself down out of that and remind myself, oh, remember this last time when that happened to you and and this happened and it turned out great. And so that's that's the part that's the witnessing part that's the part where you can just say uh, when you share that with someone else not only does it help them and give them an example but it helps remind me oh yes you're in the right place you're doing the right thing please don't worry you know the universe has got it god's got it you know <laughs> that's what i usually tell myself so it it helps a lot yeah that's great that's great so when it comes to 
you know, you, you told us about what brought you into the health and fitness industry in the first place, but why do you feel exercise is important for everyone? Oh, okay. Well, as I talked about working with children and teaching them this mindset at a young age, then it can, that healthy lifestyle is going to follow them, you know, through their whole life. So that, um, one, if you're not a healthy person, it's a huge drain on um, the health care system. Um, and I have a therapeutic approach to wellness. So I like to teach people to listen to their bodies and to give their bodies what it needs. So, um, and I pay attention to things like I might have someone who's um has hypermobility. They're very bendy and super flexible and can contort themselves in all sorts of ways, but they don't have a lot of strength and um, muscle mass. So they're somewhat imbalanced or, um, you know, and I check that I check muscle balance for people as a personal trainer. Um, sometimes if you can't extend your leg, um, it's maybe because your quadricep isn't strong enough to balance out your hamstring. So it's simple things like that, that help us stay balanced. If I'm working with someone who's been falling down a lot, now I'm going to pay attention to them. And uh, are they turning out at the hip when they walk? Are they, do they pronate at their ankles? And I mean, I had a lady that was basically stepping over her own feet and falling down all the time until she put on proper shoes and then did exercises that strengthened her legs in the proper way so that she could actually walk with proper alignment. So exercise isn't necessarily about looking hot and sexy or, you know, fitting into that special pair of pants, but it's also about just being able to walk upright and in proper alignment. Um, my uh, surgical oncologist uh, just did a um, presentation recently um, for Baycare, um, for the Baycare Research Nurses Retreat. And I was also invited to that to do a yoga presentation for them. And so I got to reunite with my um, surgeon and he did a great plug for me when he found out I was coming up next and said, that exercise, um, you don't even have to look at the science. It's just common sense. Um, he says he stands up tall because of it and he's stronger and healthier. And, you know, he gets up every morning and works out and goes and trains, even though he doesn't feel like it. And he's a very busy man. So there's no real excuses. I've had people tell me, Oh, yeah, I want to exercise, but I have kids. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have three. Or they say, well, I wanted to exercise, but then I got sick. I said, oh, yes, I got sick, too. And it really helped me when I, you know, started um, exercising afterwards to gain my strength back. And so eventually they are like, OK, you just took away all of my excuses. Um, basically, we want to ward off um, early morbidity, Right. We don't want to be have a sharp mind and and just be sitting in our chairs all the time and losing muscle mass. Um, you can actually be thin and still be obese. It's called creeping 
obesity. So if you are losing muscle mass and you're just staying thin and you're not eating a good diet and you're not exercising, but you're still fitting into those pants or that dress um, and you're keeping that waistline, but you're losing muscle mass, your body fat is higher than your muscle and now you're obese. So it's just important for everyone to stay healthy and keep that mindset and make it a part of their daily life. Yeah, yeah I've heard that that um, be referred to as like skinny fat. I've heard yeah. people refer to that as skinny fat. Right. That's the creepy so, mobi- uh, uh, obesity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm sure that there are some people that don't have never really thought about that. I know that my late grandmother took a lot of pride in the fact that she was thin, but she was very unhealthy and she was very frail. And at the end of her life, she was associating being thin with being healthy. And that really wasn't the case. So it's interesting that you kind of brought that up about, you know, the declining muscle mass and really you're talking about, <clears throat> you've been talking about different components of fitness. And I was taught that there's five, there's balance and strength, muscular strength, muscular endurance, cardiovascular, and um, flexibility. And you're really kind of talking about touching on all of those. What I would love for you to kind of dive into, I know that you have a lot of knowledge about this, is how exercise is actually really beneficial for the immune system. Right. Um, So, and if I might just touch, uh, going back to your grandmother. So just as an example, my grandmother and my mother-in-law were the same age. Uh, My ex-husband's mom was an older mom and uh, my mom was a younger mom. So they were the same age. Um, My grandmother could climb into the back of my van. She could get up and down off the floor. She could go out into the backyard and play badminton or pretend sword fight with my kids. And my mother-in-law could not do that. And it's because she stopped doing it at some point in her life. She just stopped sitting down on the floor and playing with kids. She stopped running around in the backyard or doing those kinds of things. And so it really boils down to a use it or lose it. And that, that's relative, whether it's um, being flexible or strong or, you know, sharp in your mind or any of that stuff. I mean, I even in my classes or in with my clients have them do things that exercises their mind. Even with the kids, they exercise their mind with me, too, because it really is, you know, mind, body, spirit. If one of those things is out of alignment, then it's going to affect the other. Um, and there's five branches of wellness. Um, physical, mental, spiritual, social, and financial. So to be healthy, you, you have to be healthy in all of those areas because one will definitely affect the other. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story about your grandmother, because I do think that some people think that it's a generational thing. I mean, my own father will tell me, well, I can't do that. I'm an old man. He is not an old man. He's like 72. Like he's not an old man. And he'll say, well, I'm an old man. I can't do that. And I do think that there is some, you know, thought patterns that go with along with an older generation, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. I think your grandmother is, you know, an excellent example of that. 
Definitely. And um, I do have a lot of people say, oh, it's because I'm old or oh, I gained weight because I'm old. No, no. <laughs> Typically, you gain weight because it's a poor diet and lack of exercise or, you know, and and we have natural muscle memory. So even after you've stopped doing something, you can start doing it again. And with practice, you know, your body remembers your muscles will go back, your body will go back to the way it was before. Um, but you just have to continue to practice those healthy habits and it, it will respond in kind. Yeah. Now, actually, I think we got away from your question <laughs> that you asked me. I don't know that I even answered that question. Yeah. So I was actually asking about your knowledge when it comes to the immune system oh, yes. and how okay. it relates to exercise. I would love for you to talk about that. Okay. So last year I um, was exposed to um, very high levels of mold due to a flooding at my house and then all sorts of stuff. We didn't get out of the house in time dealing with insurance company. They didn't move us out. And so mold developed and we got really, really sick. Um, I've, I've been um, healing from that all this last year. And I've been out of my house for j over a year. So that's how long it's taken me to feel better. It, it affects your immune system. Um, and it's kind of a long story, but to make the point. So the type of mold I was exposed to was Aspergillus and Penicillium. Um, I'm allergic to penicillin, as are my children. So I, was, I broke out in rashes. Um, you know, I, then the Aspergillus also increases your estrogen levels um, as a breast cancer survivor with uh, cancer type that was um, estrogen and progesterone receptor positive. That's not a good thing for me. I avoid estrogen like the plague. I don't do any estrogen supplements or anything like that. Um, I suffered through menopause and, you know, survived it. Um, but so it was causing severe um, uh, cystic acne around the jawline. I had contact dermatitis. I had total body swelling. Um, brain swelling, migraine headaches, blurred vision. It, it was awful. I was very sick. I was weaker and shaky. I lost strength. Um, and this was on the heels of a car accident that affected my neck. If I hadn't been healthy to start with, right? If I hadn't been strong to start with, it would have just taken me out. I, I went to a doctor and um, to confirm that I had mold poisoning and he was looking at samples of my blood and confirmed that I had an infection. Um, but also from looking at my blood was like, wow, you're really healthy. He said, if you weren't as healthy as you are, you'd be in bed. And I said, there are days I'm in bed. If I wasn't as healthy as I was to start with, I would have been in the hospital. So um, it is very important for your immune system because that mold attacked my immune system and, and caused me to have, you know, immune uh, deficiencies. And so um, eating right, um, doing things that you can do holistically, um, that avoiding things that harm your immune system, and then uh, exercising, um, increasing your bone density, um, your blood flow, um, you know, your positive thoughts, even all of those kinds of things are going to contribute to a healthier immune, immune system. And um, without it, 
it's like at, at my lowest point, I thought about this, you know, pandemic and um, COVID-19. If I were to get sick right now, while I'm already sick, it's going to take me down. I have to get healthy. I have to get over and get through this mold um, poisoning um, as fast as I can. And so I set out on, you know, my journey to recover from that. So that if anything were to, you know, if I were to be exposed to COVID, if I were to get it, um, I could actually handle it. And so that's what I'm talking about. We need to be strong on a daily basis so that if anything um, comes, you know, into our world that tries to take us down, we're strong enough to withstand it. Yeah, I, you know, I think that that's really important about really getting yourself in the best position to fight off any kind of invasion, I guess, would be the best word that I could use to describe that. That's coming to me anyways. Yeah, because so, that's what it is. When, you, when you're sick, it does feel like you're being invaded. You know, your body's being attacked. It, it, it feels like that. And that's actually what's happening. That's why our bodies go into a cytokine storm. So it's important to keep that inflammation down and not to eat and uh, foods that increase inflammation in your body um, and to stay healthy in our um, physical and well-being. Um, it's, it's just going to make you stronger in the end and you're going to recover from it faster and or you might not even get sick at all. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do think that it's really important. What types of ways would you say, like, would you recommend for people to be practicing fitness in the middle of all of this? I mean, I'm sure you've got some some tips for us. Yes, I do. Um, well, I think that people need to honestly be doing some physical activity 20 to 30 minutes a day. Or if you can't do that, I, I would love to see people put in like an hour three to five times a week. Um, sometimes I know that's not really practical for a lot of people and their lifestyle. Um, but even I, I usually tell people just start by walking, just walk, just walk 20 to 30 minutes a day, you know, um, or come take my class. Or if you don't take my class, take somebody's class, you know, keep a journal for yourself and pay attention. Why are you feeling poorly? Is it because you sat in that awkward position in your chair watching TV for several hours instead of, you know, getting up and doing something physical, going for a walk outside and getting some fresh air? And so if, if they could just start with something small and make it a habit and, um, then they're going to, once they develop that good habit, the old habit will fall away and they'll find that that, that wonderful feel good um, sensation that comes from it, those good endorphins that come from exercising, um, they're going to crave it actually after that. Um, I have people that say, you know, if they miss it, uh, and they miss training or they haven't done it in a while or they stop working with me or they stop coming to class, they always come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel horrible. I feel so much better when I'm working out. I feel so much better when I'm doing yoga or when I'm training or, you know, what have you. Um, 
the other thing that's important is to make sure that you're hydrated and staying hydrated so that you have, you know, good energy um, throughout the day. Sometimes people will start to feel low and they won't even realize it's because they need to drink water or they need to get up and take a walk because they've been sitting in one constitution too long. Um, you know, I teach chair yoga. I teach, um, you know, I'll... I teach from beginners to more advanced in my uh, yoga. I teach integral yoga, hatha yoga. So um, I try to give everybody um, what they need so that it fits into their lifestyle and that they can make it a daily habit. That's fantastic. What about the people who are still afraid, that are still afraid to like basically leave their homes? I mean, I know that um, some people are hearing from their doctors, like, don't go to the gym. I don't know if you're running into any of that, but I am. What would you say to those people? Like, what, what should they be doing besides well, you know, drinking right. water? Yeah, besides drinking water. Um, well, I think that they should um, definitely find something to do even in their home. I have clients um, that did not come back to me in person and that they are um, doing Zoom trainings with me online. Um, I'm teaching five classes a week online and I have four clients online. And um, those people said that they would have lost their mind if they didn't have that, if they weren't doing that kind of physical activity or taking lunch break yoga with me or doing their training and staying healthy. Um, because then they're just in their homes, they're secluded and um, reclusive and they're not getting any kind of real social time. And now they're not getting exercise on top of it. So um, it's really not a healthy way to be. Um, my own son, my 12-year-old, I tried to do the um, online school with him. And that didn't even last the whole first nine weeks. Um, Healy was literally having a nervous breakdown. And I sent him back to school. Um, it's more important that his mental health is in a healthy state than, you know, anything else right now, because um, I, I know that I'm healthier now and um, he's a healthy kid and he's going to follow the proper protocol and keep his distance, um, wear his mask, keep his hand clean, wash his clothes when he gets home or, you know, wash his hands and clean up, you know, shower every day, um, eat right, as much as a 12 year old can and, and take all the you know precautions that are necessary, but don't give up the physical fitness part. Don't stop exercising because you're staying home. If you're not going to do it online with me, then you can, there's lots of people offering it. So many people offering online services right now. So I think it's really important to get engaged in that no matter what. Yeah, you know, I also heard several several people have told me the same thing that if it, I had not been doing the online workouts that they would have lost their mind because not only do you provide the exercise but you're also providing some accountability. There's a social aspect to that where you feel connected to other people where sometimes when you you know are working from home and you're you're communicating only through a computer with no face-to-face -face interaction, like that can get very draining and it can feel very, it can make your world feel very small. So having that little outlet in there 
just just to connect with other people, even if you're not getting together, you know, in the same space, you can still get together virtually. So I think that that's wonderful. I, I know some people don't really want to deal with the technology, too. I mean, I did I dug out an old workout video the other day just because I didn't want to be at the gym anymore and I didn't really want to talk to anybody. So I just went home and worked out to my old video. Yeah. You know, um, so you could do that, too. That's right. Um, for the people that um, struggle with technology, I, and I do have a lot of those, and they tend to be more in my senior population, um, they were very happy when I returned um, in June um, back to um, Highland Recreation Complex and uh, the Community Center Teaching Forever Fit. Um, we made sure that they had a, a large space to come to and that we were practicing every precaution. Um, they're very good about um, following the protocols. And those are my largest classes. I have probably 16 to 20 people in the senior class. So it's the younger classes that aren't returning, you know, the um, middle age group and so forth that hadn't been returning, which was funny. Um, but the older population that don't want to do it online, I only have about five in that class online, but I have 20 in the classroom. So and they don't wear their mask and they all of their equipment gets sanitized and it's a super clean facility and everybody tries to keep their distance and they're not around each other enough, uh, you know, long enough for it to have that, um, uh, what is it called? Let's see. Well, that huge uh, transfer of, I guess, you know, germs. And so it's, it's not as unsafe, honestly, as sitting in a choir loft right next to someone singing, you know, for an hour and a half. That's different. You're going to be exhaling a lot of air. And if you're contaminated, then, you know, the people around you are going to have way higher chance of being contaminated under those circumstances. So, um, but definitely I offer all of the options because I want to service everyone and whatever their needs are. So if they're high risk and they can come online with me, great. If you're, um, if you find it easier rather than doing Zoom to click online and do um, silver sneakers, great. Um, if you want to come and meet with me one on one and you want me to wear a mask the whole time we work together, fine, I'll do that too. Um, and then you know, we'll just all hope for the best. I think we're all doing the best we can in any given situation. Oh, definitely. Lynn, I know you've done some charity work when that and some special events that have kind of, you know, revolved around exercise. I would love it if you would share about that as well. Um, yeah, that's actually really fun. Um, in fact, I have a special event coming up in January. Um, we're going to do um, I do goat yoga. <laughs> and so um, I do that right now. We're doing it twice a month. Um, and that's considered an event. So we have that um, at a local farm, which is really great. And it's extremely uh, therapeutic for people when they do that. So I have another big one um, for that. We're actually bringing the goats to um, 
the recreation complex and going to do it on their grounds and so forth. So there's that. Typically, when I do events like that, um, yoga in the park is usually the one I do to um, benefit um, breast cancer. Um, I usually give to the Mary Kay Foundation because it's for battered and abused women and breast cancer research. So um, I think people are pretty aware of breast cancer. So for me, it's important to give it to the research. And then the battered and abused women is something that's also close to my heart. So um, I've donated um, quite a bit in the past from my events to that charity. Um, and then um, other events, we've had glow in the dark yoga, which is just a lot of fun. Um, we have done um, uh mother and daughter yoga and we always give out prizes and um, just try to make it something a way for people to bond um, or to get fresh air or to do something that's good for them um, at the same time if I'm able to donate whether it's gifts for them um, when they come or a gift to a charity because I did well at the event. Again, that's practicing karma yoga. You know, um, sometimes I'll also just go ahead and give and then know that it's going to come back to me. So um, that usually works out best, actually. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Well, this has been an excellent conversation. I just want to thank you again for taking the time to come on here and share with us about what you're doing and, you know, your, your own personal story. It sounds like you've got like a really wonderful group of people that you're working with. If someone was interested in working with you, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, well, they can uh, find me um, by just calling me on my phone number, 727-542-9237. Or they can find me on Facebook under Lynn Michelle Winters Hicks. I'm also on LinkedIn under Lynn Winters Hicks. I have an Instagram, yoga underscore 46. Um, they can find me at Highland Recreation Complex. Um, and then I do things, of course, privately. And also I teach at LA Fitness. I teach two classes a week at LA Fitness um, in Largo. So, yeah, I'm, I'm around. So where exactly are you based? You're in Largo. What state is that in? Florida. I'm in Florida. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page there. Yeah, so. sorry. I, I, that's right. I don't even know where you're from, Wendy. Oh, I'm in Michigan. I'm oh, in okay. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 My sister lived in Florida for 20 years. So. Oh, wow. Well, I have a lot of people that actually are attending my online classes um, that are not in Florida. Um, I've met people online through Facebook or through um, people that do live in Florida and they have friends in other states and they introduce them to me. Um, they send me emails or they, you know, message me or they friend me on Facebook. I invite them into my um, fitness group, which is called Simply Good For You with um, Lynn Winters Hicks. And um, from there, we connect and I send them Zoom invitations and they can um work out with me online. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love 
If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called the Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search the Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.